Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Welcome one and all to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. This is the amazing Spider-Ben, and with me is... Just Andrew. That's it. That's all I got. We're spent today. <laughs> I only Crazy have, like, so Spider-Man. many, so many <laughs> spider Andrew Narfield, I think it peaked at that, and I'm done. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Apparently, Amazing Spider-Ben was a, was a hit for certain people. I got Superman telling me it's his favorite of my screen names. Uh, Leander in the comments saying that's his favorite of mine, so I'm going to stick with it for the uh, Spider-Man ones. Just from so, now on. <laughs> from from now Batman on, episodes. even when we're talking about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> about the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> so, let's go into today's topic, which is uh, we're continuing the train of concept art with Spider-Man Homecoming and uh, going into the MCU now. This might be our first MCU concept art. Uh, I think it is. We haven't talked about the MCU too much at depth, right? Not in the main show. Yeah. So some reviews on the Patreon. Hint, hint. Yes, yes. So if you want to hear our thoughts on everything from, I think, Shang-Chi onward in terms of reviews. Right. That's when we started doing it. It was 2021. So I have to always remember the Shang-Chi pronunciation. Like, I've studied Japanese, so I got that down. Mm -hmm. But the Chinese, I still have to try to remember that. What's his name? Walt Flanagan from Comic Book Men always pronounced it. He said it was Shang Chai, like the worst pronunciation. <laughs> like you ever heard of Focus Your Chai, bro? Come on. <laughs> if you guys are out there that watch Comic Book Men, you know what I'm talking about. Shang Chai Latte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sounds like that's <laughs> just terrible. Uh, anyway, uh, home was it Homecoming? Yeah, it's, it's Homecoming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, brought Michael Keaton back into the comic book genre before, uh, you know, he returned as Batman in The Flash. So that's something to be grateful for. But yeah, we are going over the different concept art. The first one actually comes from Civil War, since Spider-Man's first appearance in the MCU was not in Homecoming, but from Civil War. So this is a concept art for the suit in Civil War. Uh, As you can see, they expanded the spider throughout his whole body, as opposed to the traditional chest insignia so uh, that's a little different but they ultimately went and ended up going classic which is the way to go pretty much the way to go but i gotta tell you out of all the alternates we've seen i don't i don't mind this one it's okay as an alternate mm-hmm. as an yeah. alternate this is this is good pretty much 
Yeah, want to I see th- the bottom of the legs, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I know that uh, that's been a big thing in the past when we've gone over it, especially yeah. when there's too much blue, then it just calls attention to those thighs. So <laughs> you love the thighs, dude. The quads, the quad father. So this is uh, getting. Now we're looking at the quads. <laughs> this one is he's kicking his leg up, but. Yeah, this is Spider-Man in action. The RM, I'm assuming, is from Ryan Minerding, who does a lot of the design work for uh, Marvel Studios. So, yeah, it uh, looks good. It looks good, yeah. I mean, this, this is where I think the designs are much better than the ones that we saw for the Amazing Spider-Man uh, stuff in terms yeah. of what where their heads are at. Yeah, you can already tell, really. Like, all these alternates are, are good. I mean, yeah. this one in the blue, he did something similar to this, right, or no? Yeah, so this is, on the left, is... Scarlet Spider is what it looks like, uh, yeah. but done in a way where it's supposed to be the prototype suit, the one that yeah. he kind of wears yeah, in yeah. like the last third of the movie. So that's an interesting idea. And then the one on the right is pretty much what we got in uh, Civil War and Homecoming. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, you know, uh, compared to the other ones, it's like, is this good? We're, it's we're, a breath of fresh air. We're cooking now, you know? <laughs> yep. Let them cook. The, the new regime. Let them cook. <laughs> yeah. So and then here's the here's the one that we ended up with in terms of the prototype suit that is sort of seen in Civil War but like really seen in uh, Homecoming, which I appreciated. Okay. I always yeah, like the cool. homemade aspect of of the Spider-Man suit. Oh, like my Patreon story. Whenever I was a kid, one of the first times I remember playing in the schoolyard, going big for this one, Ben. Mm-hmm. Fucking this kid, I forget his name. Must have been we must have been five, five or six. We were like, let's play Spider-Man, you know, the whole role-playing thing. And I was like, all right, cool. And then we're both Spider-Man. I was like, all right, cool. And then he's like, all right, let's sew the suits. And we're like <laughs> acting like we're sewing the suits. <laughs> I was, I remember, I remember being like, I remember this because it was so awkward to me. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, we're going to like practice, like play around like we're like make, make believe that we're swinging around the city. He's like, no, we're going to sew the suits first. Peter Parker makes his suit. But not only is this a funny tale, Ben, mm-hmm. it's also like I think that shows just how much this like homemade thing is in the air with Spider-Man. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's like we, we were like five or six and he was already like harping on that. I'm sure he would have loved this then. Yeah. Whatever he is now. <laughs> Man, this must have been God. Kindergarten, I think. I, I don't remember much before kindergarten, honestly, but like this is, Same. yeah, it's reaching it. If I, it's about as far back as I can reach, but yeah, I mm-hmm. do remember that. Yeah. I just remember being like, what is going on with this kid? <laughs> she wants to sew it. It's like, oh, I'm out of thread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're practicing sewing right now. <laughs> we're make believe in myself. sewing. Yeah. yeah. It must've been something he picked up in one of the comics. I don't know what I don't know what he was watching because this like was cartoon, probably maybe. pre. Oh, yeah, it's pre cartoons. You in kindergarten, yeah. Pre nineties cartoon, dude. So he maybe he was he reading read some it. comics. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it was. His dad like showed him an old Ditko Stan Lee comic where he's sewing it or something. Yeah, yeah, or maybe his older brother. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, yeah. I was the old. I'm the oldest brother, so I was always blazing the trail, which meant nobody was ahead of me except my dad. Mm-hmm. So like I just never, I didn't know shit that other other kids with older brothers knew, mm-hmm. in a very various ways. But anyway, gotcha. uh, this one is okay. 
I don't like it's, as much as the others. Yeah, I'm not sure if this was meant to be another take on the prototype suit or what. Because again, once we get to Homecoming, like you've already got, you've already got Civil War in production. So yeah. there's only so much they can fuck around with these designs, unless he's getting another new suit. But you know, I, I think sticking with what they had was the right way to go. Here's yeah. uh, another collection of the different. Spider-Man suits. You'll notice that we're we've got a few as well with a uh, silver belt and silver uh, web shooters. Very similar, very 1970s Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man TV show. That's right, what it feels like. I think it looks pretty cool on the one with the blue top. I don't mind it there, actually. Yeah, the the sort of Scarlet Spider looking one. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. The other, it it kind of stands better. out. It stands yeah. out on the other suits. Yeah, it seems out of place when you're not used to seeing it. You know, like, yes, I get the tribute to the 1970s show, but it's distracting. It's very distracting. Bottom right, I think we're talking as far as the, mm-hmm. you know, that belt is concerned. But the rest yeah. of them, it's just, you know, they're fucking around trying to see w- what looks the best and experimenting. Definitely. Uh, that's why you got so many variations. But, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so there's a close-up version of that Nicholas Hammond-looking one. Yeah, silver's mm-hmm. distracting. It's a little much. Yeah. I like the homemade feel to it, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so Spider-Man in action throughout it. Again, this is just classic Spider-Man shit. So yeah. uh, like they went the right way with uh, the costume. And um, I always did like... I, I know a lot of people freaked out when the Civil War trailer came out and his eyes narrowed and stuff. They're like, oh my God, it's just like you know the, the comics or the cartoon... Uh, where like it's just as expressive, and I thought that was a really cool idea uh, when they did that in Civil War, where it's a, like a Stark suit that enables him to do that. I wasn't expecting all the other Stark tech that they were going to introduce in Homecoming to be a part of it, but just the the stuff with the eyes, I thought was kind of a cool way to incorporate that. I think it's fine. I mean, it's I don't even know if I need it explained ever, unless it's like the real low tech suits or something. But it's to me, it's like I don't know. It's fine. Uh, I I liked it. Yeah, I liked it, and I yeah. don't really need it explained. I guess yeah. is all I need to. All I'm trying to say. Well, like you said, if it's a low tech suit where he sewed the suit, then it's a little yeah. weird if his eyes are able to move with that. In terms of like, wait, how's he able to do that? But for the the explanation they had, it was fine. It was perfect. I, I think I think it's because in my brain, and this is a good thing, but I, these like Marvel and superhero movies in general are not mm-hmm. too far removed from animated movies, mm-hmm. you know. And I yeah. love animated movies. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of a compliment, but that that's just that's just to say that I have about the same suspension of disbelief. This is just me. Mm-hmm. I have about the same suspension of disbelief as I do with <laughs> with animation with with the MCU. Just just about. Just because yeah. it's it's so it's just you know it's just so its own world and so fantastic. Yeah, I feel you the know. same way, especially with, with MCU or ones that are fantastical or even just any comic book movie where it's like, yeah, this is a superhero movie. So, like, of course, there's going to be certain things like I've never I'm never the type to be like, well, how did he survive this or how does this work? You know, in terms of physics, I'm always just like, well, it's a comic book world. It's it, it's cool. It's they're yeah. able to do this yeah. type of stuff. I bump more on like character motivation or things that like seem like they should have been explained if they don't seem consistent with a character. But when it comes to like the science or physics of stuff, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 
like, you know, that's just a lot. You, yeah, we just suspend a lot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, these are so, cool. Yeah. I I don't mind these either. Again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one on the right might might actually like more as an alternate. It's it's pretty cool. I like mm-hmm. that kind of the spider in the in the negative space mm-hmm. kind of kind of vibe. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the 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 web shooters are kind of cool too, like that, like a little wrist guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, these are these are good designs. They knew like, hey, we got to stick to the core qualities. Of yeah. a Spider-Man suit and like maybe mess around with a few things, but overall, like it's still got to be recognizably Spider-Man. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, a little bit more. The, this is a black and red <laughs> this, variation. Dude, I, I love it again as an alternate. It's so fucking mm-hmm. sweet. It's cool. Like a, yeah. Like a ninja suit kind of. Yeah. Like it, it works. Like again, this is still recognizably Spider-Man just with, you know, a lot more black than what you're used to seeing, but it still works. What's the difference between those two again? The last one. Uh, between those two, you can kind of see a little bit more. Um, oh, the torso. If you look at the gray torso, on the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'd Man, say those are probably the main it, things. Because it breaks it up, I might like the gray one, one more a little bit, but they're both really good. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure a there's fan. some costumes of this out there. Yeah, I'm a fan of this. This is awesome. This is number one alternate, I think. For me. Oh, the the uh, black, gray, and red one. On yeah, if you you know fucking like a, a you know like non bulky sleek black suit, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like that's my vibe, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, no, like it's it's just kind of it for me. Let's see, similar one on the left, one on the right is a little different, right? The little spider's purple. different. Mm-hmm purple on the sides where the gray was yeah so just again playing around with different ideas here it's cool i think i'm glad we went traditional uh but these other ones like i wouldn't have minded especially i can see the thinking too being just like well how traditional are we going to go because they already you know we've already had two other variations of this character uh beforehand on on screen just recently with uh, the sony Pictures stuff so like how much do we want to do it but i think they found a good good way around it uh, interesting spider symbol uh, in terms of uh, again they're still playing around with the expanded version throughout his torso. Yeah, I like this a little bit less. It's a little bit too too big. Mm-hmm. It look it's just too open in the mid mid area. The midsection is yeah. too much. The negative space doesn't work. Almost looks like those almost look like legs and feet rising up. Uh, yeah, it right kind here. of brings into like yeah the red looks like it's rising up more than mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I don't like it that much. It's still better than what we've seen, though. It's past. better than the other movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's. So, I mean, you know, I works. get it, but yeah, they, they didn't go with this. I think for for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, interesting. Uh, I don't Again, know about the shade of blue on the I, left. To me, it's really all about that negative spider. Yeah, that open like spider butt. I just see it's legs just, and feet. The open spider butt is just like it's just right mm. front and center. It should just shouldn't be there. Yeah, it feels fine from the neck up, you know, or the or the legs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the midsection, but that's a you know one of the most important parts. Like of the course. torso, the torso is like what second most important after the head. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of more similar to the Venom spider, and it? it is like white. It spider does feel like that, that way. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, 
I don't know about that one. Yeah. I just Keep don't going. know about it. All right, now we've got back to the small spider. Uh, this is closer. Uh, at least the one on the left is closer to what we got in the movie with the web wings. We finally got the web wings on film in, uh, as staying true to the original Ditko illustration. So um, we've got another variation on the right that's a lighter blue that we didn't get in the movie, but does kind of seem like the type of blue that's in this, the final suit in No Way Home when he's, you know, sewed his suit and yeah. goes off on Christmas night. So yeah. uh, kind of foreshadowing there just a little bit. Um, yeah, it was good. Oh, the other one's better, the darker blue. Yeah. This is cool. So these are variations on his eyes and how expressive he's going to be. So we can see like the narrowed version, the wider version. Uh, sort of gets a little cartoony on the right, but I like it. It's, <laughs> nah, it's Yeah. Perfect. It makes it more fun, man. I mean, Deadpool did this first, right, actually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like this so. is just, just keep doing that. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it, it helps provide that comic visual in live action. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, <laughs> this is how the, uh, the suit works in terms of it. Because uh, when he puts it on, it's not form-fitting, and then he presses a button, and it, and it sort of sticks to his skin. Oh, yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, is this the one we got? Interesting idea. Yeah, this is pretty much what we got. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd say so. I like how they draw him like he looks like he's five, six, or seven. Also, <laughs> right. like you can kind of tell yeah. he's not the tallest guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's variations on the the web shooters. Again, the web shooters are back in this one. Uh, so they played around with a few ideas with that. I don't really have. Again, we're not big web shooter guys, so we don't really have a ton of. Uh, feedback or input on when it comes to this, but it's just kind of cool that they, uh, yeah. you know, as usual, they play around with different variations. It looks, yeah, it looks cool. I mean, yeah, it's just like another one. It's like, yeah, it's cool. Mm. Doesn't stick out to me bad. So anyway. this, now this is interesting. So at the end of Civil War, uh, the post credit scene, Peter's playing around with the suit and discovers it shines the spider signal, which is a real thing. It's not just a Batman ripoff thing. It's a Batman ripoff thing in the comics. <laughs> where uh, Spider-Man would shine the, the spider symbol on the criminals as he was about to catch them. I um, forgot about this scene in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, yeah and so this years. looks like them playing around with him using it, which I don't think he ever did. Uh, I don't remember him using it outside of that part in Civil War. I might be wrong. Uh, I don't think they've ever done this in the movies other than that little scene yeah, in Civil War. Yeah, cause it's been a couple of years since I... Because I rewatched Homecoming before No Way Home came out, and I don't remember that. So a mm-hmm. uh, little awkward in placement. It's shining from his belt, so it looks like his crotch is just shooting out the spider symbol on these guys. <laughs> is that how it does it in the comics? Um, I, it might be. I forgot. Uh, Let us know I, in the comments. Yeah, because I remember seeing the image, but I don't remember where it comes from. Uh, so we might look that up during the break. I'm curious okay. now. Yeah, uh, it doesn't yeah, shine like, from his dick. <laughs> just look at that. <laughs> Spider dick. <laughs> Webs are the only thing I shoot out. Yeah, no. Uh, so he's supposed to like blind, blind villains like, ah! And then he webs them up. <laughs> he blinds them with his crotch and then webs them up. <laughs> Shoots oh, other man. fluid out after he blinds them. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's... I think the execution could have been a little different when it com- came to this, but it's kind of cool to see it in action in some way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, let's see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. 
so this is interesting, I thought. It is not just the web shooters, but the, sort of the Stark tech display that comes out in this hologram. Uh, so you see that he's got apps on this as he's talking to, you know, the tech. That's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah. That's cool. So moving forward. Uh, so this has a note on it from Dan, from uh, specifically from Amy Pascal, who is the head of Sony, saying, quote, we've always had to believe that Peter Parker would have invented the suit by sewing it in a sewing machine, and we just kind of went with it. Now we don't have to do that anymore. Now Tony Stark's actually made a suit that has all kinds of things and all kinds of devices that Peter's going to discover. Uh, so we have on the left uh, kind of a little mini comic where Spider-Man saves this woman who kisses him, and this his spider, his spider symbol shines on her. <laughs> <laughs> after she kisses him uh so it feels like the concept artist like wanted to just make a little comic yeah yeah right yeah. this was probably not commissioned yeah probably not yeah uh I think. and then on the right is the spider signal shooting out of the web shooter as opposed to his crotch uh which i think makes more sense probably for the best yeah probably for the best um so for this movie i felt mixed about all the tech that was part of the suit because it was because I, I again in civil war i was just under the impression it's a regular spider-man suit the tarks the starks tech just made it uh more refined looking and did the whole eye thing and that was it and then we get to this movie and like he's got his own jarvis type of thing in it uh but then like kind of the whole point of the movie was that he doesn't need all that at the same time so right it was sort of deliberately meant to be out of character for spider-man uh, and I get it. After two very other variations, you want something different. And one of the main appeals to the Tom Holland Spider-Man was this is a Spider-Man who exists in the same world as the MCU. So yeah, I'm not sure. I, it's I, the whole they really wanted the mentor thing. They wanted Stark to mentor someone. So if he's yeah, mentoring he, him, and the kid would wouldn't turn down tech. And he's yeah, going to give it also, to him. Like, I don't know. I think that's really where it stems from. Tony barely does anything with him, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know. I went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. It's going to be Tony Stark mentoring Peter to be a hero. And then, like, 75% of the movie, Stark's basically doesn't really give a shit about him, it seems like. So I was like, that's a little weird. They didn't uh, know what to do with that thread. Yeah. I think it was more like we. It feels like it was more. RDJ is available for four days of shooting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have to have Tony Stark, but in as little as possible. That's how it felt like. I'm not saying that's what yeah. actually happened, uh, but that's that's what it felt like. And again, I, I know that this is not meant to be a Spider-Man and Iron Man movie. It's meant to be a Spider-Man movie, but when that's one of the main appeals to it, and the trailer literally has Spider-Man and Iron Man together. You know, because there's a shot in the trailer that's not in the movie where Spider-Man's swinging and Iron Man's flying right next to him, uh, which was awesome, except it's not in the movie. And I think it was made just for the trailer to throw us off. Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of like, well, you promised this shit. The hype was so palpable, though, around this because it was like, oh, MCU Spidey. That's so awesome. And then Mm -hmm. everybody loved it when it came out. I mean, it's good, but there's... I don't know something to me about like it's just something something about sub. I want to say the word subdued. There's just something. I don't know what it is. I have to see it again. But it just. I don't know. It was good. It was good. I don't know. Maybe the hype just got to me. My I, contrarian nature. 
Well, I don't think it's just you, though. This is another instance where we're going to agree, though I think mine might be more extreme. This one's probably my least favorite out of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of all of them, though? No, you mean yeah, the MCU Spidey. No, probably out of all of them. Really? More than Spidey? Yeah. Amazing Spidey 2? Because mm, they're still, like... Yeah, probably more than that because of the fact that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are so good and the ending's so good. Yeah, you're right whereas, about that. Yeah, whereas this one, I've said it before, but I'm just like, unless RDJ and, and Michael Keaton are on screen, I'm kind of checked out of a lot of it. And I think the reason why is, it's not Tom Holland's fault or really any of the cast members. Like we always say, it's never the actor's fault, but it's one where I think that there just feels like a lack of stakes or consequences in a lot of the movie. Uh, yeah, think, it's it's too part of the MCU and it's too part of the second act. So like, there's yeah, yeah the stakes are lower or something. Maybe that's why I'm feeling mm-hmm. subdued or something. Yeah, it, it feels that way. Like the movie definitely gets elevated once Peter shows up for homecoming at his date's house and Keaton opens the door. Like to me, like if you if you ever ask me to rewatch this movie, I'll start from there. <laughs> I'll start in like <laughs> yeah. the last like forty minutes or so. He loves being game. evil, dude. You can tell, man. It was, him in that cab he's too. So good, yeah. Or that car or whatever it is when he's looking back from the driver's seat. Yeah, no, that's, that's a be- standout. The, that's the best scene of the movie. And then you know you've got the whole him them reenacting the whole Spider-Man trapped under the rubble thing. That's a classic moment in the comics that they did. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like it's it's good from then on out, but it takes a long time to get there. And it just feels like it's. I think High Top does High Top Films. If you if you don't know them, check them out. But uh, High Top Films has a great video on it where he points out just like it's kind of a lack of consequences to a lot of things. You know, he kind of ditches Ned at one point. Nothing really happens. Ned kind of just talks to him about it, and then that's it. Like this. Well, as I opposed, guess you're okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like like what I loved <laughs> about the Raimi movies is that like. For a lot of the scenes, sometimes Spider-Man would win out, but Peter Parker Parker would lose, or Peter Parker would would win, but Spider-Man would lose. Like there was never he could he, he could never like win everything. It was always one thing or another. There was always some sort of consequence. There was always something. You're talking that, about in the like, comics? Have it. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Raimi movies. Oh yeah, that's how the comics are too, right? Is and the, and the like, comics can, can definitely be like that. And, Spider-Man gets in the way of his mm-hmm. his his responsibility with the yeah. power and all that gets mm-hmm. in the way of his regular teenager shit. Yeah. You know? And with this one, it just didn't feel like, like, I mean, the guy ditched the entire, uh, debate thing, right? They go to DC for the debate thing. He's stuck somewhere else because of his Spider-Man duties. He misses all of it. And nothing, nothing. really happens to Peter because of it. Whereas I feel like in the older movies with like Tobey Maguire, he would have been like kicked off the team for ditching it or something like that. And, like, you know, his teacher gives him bad grades. Like, there'd be something where, like, Spider-Man won out. He got to save the day, save all the people in, in the Washington Monument. But Peter Parker loses. Like, that's kind of the, the dynamic. And I missed that in this one where it kind of just feels like, oh, well, he saved everybody. And people are just understanding of the fact that Peter wasn't able to make it. Like, it, it's 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 lack yeah. of that that really got to me, I think, where it's just like, well, why does this feel so boring to me? Where it's, I, he's yeah. able to do stuff and that's it. I didn't hate it. I didn't. Oh, that sounds even worse than what I meant. <laughs> I didn't even dislike. I liked it, but pe- I think people were just really wanted the MCU Spidey, and like they were just so happy to get it. 
and like yeah. they just like didn't and it was like Spidey and, and and Stark that's awesome and it was awesome but it was like at the end of the day it just kind of felt like is this as good as everybody says it is <laughs> yeah I didn't feel that you know? way like I had a friend with me and, and she fell asleep <laughs> during it too so. sleeping god it wasn't that bad it, but it was like I don't know dude yeah when we when we reviewed the Raimi movies I didn't go back and rewatch them but I, I did mm-hmm. kind of feel like wow these were really special yeah and then these might have been less so the Holland ones, but No Way Home was motherfucking incredible. We said yeah. that so many times this podcast. Like, man, that third one—they really sealed the deal on that one. Yeah, it it definitely gets better as it goes along. This one, I'm 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 not a huge fan, uh, but I, I I do think the designs are cool. Well, like No Way Home, this. they don't they don't just show up and they're like, hey, remember of this guy? Like they all they are a little bit like that with Andrew Garfield, I think a little bit, but Toby definitely is like you know part of his arc part of Mm -hmm. holland's arc like he's so given that stern ass look you know and like you're not gonna you're not gonna cross that road today kind of thing Mm -hmm. and uh yeah they nailed that one that one felt like it had stakes and everything so um yeah they they brought they brought back the magic yeah i I also know that a lot of people said oh thank god they didn't do the whole uncle ben thing because we've seen that already and i'm just like first off they haven't killed uncle ben nearly as much as they as they've killed the waynes in batman uh but the other thing too did you want that scene though you wanted it i don't necessarily when i went in i'm just like oh we don't really need it but then after a while i'm just like there's kind of a lack of like emotional hardship this kid's kind of been through like there's no indication Uh, that uncle ben's ever been like this is one part too light it's too light Aunt May is like freaked out about where Peter's been, and I totally thought it was going to lead into a reference to Uncle Ben and what happened, and nothing like it, it never went there at that point. And then once we get to No Way Home, I think it's telling that we started this whole trilogy with people being like, "Oh, like we don't we don't need the Uncle Ben thing. It's 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 pointless because everybody knows about it." And then like by the time they got to No Way Home, I think the writers realized we need something like that, and that's when they turn, kind of turned Aunt May into Uncle Ben. And then No Way Home gets praised for doing that. I'm just like, well, maybe you needed that. Maybe you actually needed that. Um, you needed some and, and gravitas. Because, yeah, exactly. It adds some gravitas to it. And, and again, maybe we didn't need to see it, but at least some indication of um I was sad past. to see Marissa Tomei go, dude. Yeah. Um, it was sad. Because they could have given her life. a lot more, um, like, emotional meat to, to, like, handle with the idea of her uh, kind of, haunted by uncle ben's death too but it was it never came off that way it doesn't you're even right. seem like she was ever married it you know what you're right yeah because they wanted to play it so light and jokey and you know have scenes with her and happy maybe getting together and shit it was just like yeah i don't know yeah because it could have been it had so much more to that you know it's like oh i'm so glad you're like actually getting out there after what happened to uncle ben. again you don't need that to be the line but that's the sort of idea of like Peter being happy for her because she's getting out there again. You know, that idea. There's also the thing in Far From Home where his suitcase has the initials of Ben Parker right. uh, on the suitcase. And people have pointed out online the suitcase gets destroyed in the movie. And Peter has no reaction to it. May has no reaction to it. I'm like, the suitcase from your dead uncle, presumably your dead uncle, he probably doesn't even exist in this continuity at this point. <laughs> And you have no reaction whatsoever to this, so it's it's weird. You know, so it, subconsciously, weird. I was kicking into this. I was I was feeling. I was, yeah, I think I was like mm-hmm. a keying into this kind of thing. Yeah, there was just some. You know, it, they were fine. They're good, but 
they're definitely kind of missing something. All yeah. these things you're talking about. Yeah, because I'm just like, look, we don't need to see the Waynes get killed again, but like, it is a part of Bruce Wayne's character for him to be driven due to the deaths of his parents, just in the same way that it's part of Peter Parker's character to be driven by the death of Uncle Ben. So it's really weird to me how people were uh, supporting and championing the idea of sort of the complete absence of Uncle Ben, even from ever being referenced I think, in these movies. So uh, with the Waynes being killed, I think yeah. a lot of people are like they got tired of it because it was like generally full, full on fucking sequences. Say like 15 minutes out of the movie or whatever, especially in 89. It's like the coolest. Well, yeah, I think it's like really cool. And like mm-hmm. Snyder's was 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 good for what? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I mean, he's you know, he's good at that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but it's just I think that like they're full sequences where I think if they do it again, are people going to complain if Bruce Wayne sees some traumatic shit and then it's like flashes to just a flash of gunfire and pearls right. and mm-hmm. you know like what if it's what if it main point is what if it's not a full sequence? It's mm-hmm. still there but it's just like a quick thing and it's about Bruce remembering memory mm-hmm. uh yeah. remembering it. So like maybe that could be good and maybe that could have been a thing for Spider-Man with Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it was it was like it was like on the level with Raimi and then they kick, they really kicked that up emotionally with amazing Spider-Man. I thought it was, I thought those scenes hit heavier, uh, in amazing Spider-Man. They were much more, they were much more dramatic for me. Like Mm. it was, it was like some real family drama shit. Uh, in that, I mean, it was a little bit less fun. It was harsher. Well, yeah, he's, uh, in full out arguments with uncle Ben and aunt May before yeah. Uncle Ben's death on that. So, like, I can see that. I mean... Yeah, yeah. McGuire kind of did, too, but it wasn't nearly as intense or heated. And he plays the fucking uh, voice message at the end mm-hmm. of the first one. Like, I thought that, that that element of the Spider-Man mythos was handled probably better in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. You know? And it's not handled at all in the Holland one, to bring it back to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm like, look, it's fine if you don't do the origin again. In fact, it doesn't make any sense anyway, because by the time we get to Civil War, he's already Spider-Man. So you don't need to kill off Uncle Ben. Like, Unless it's in time. flashback, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, you, and maybe not even show it in flashback, but like, at least have it as, like, have the gravitas of that. Just like, you know, we never see the death of the Waynes in The Batman with Pattinson, but, like, clearly that's a big part of his backstory and it's implied a lot. Yeah. And, and even though we never see it, the, you know, the, how much of a presence it is in his life and in his trauma is very apparent. So, uh, and instead of that, we end up getting kind of like, well, his big problem, this thing is he can't get into the Avengers. Right. Like it just seems like it, like we've, we've changed the stakes to something that is, is less relatable when Bro. Spider-Man is, popular because of his relatability i just thought of the pattinson way to do it and it's probably been done in the comics i'm sure it has is like a billion batman comics at this time mm-hmm. but like what if he <laughs> quick detour to batman but it's hard to get around this <laughs> in our podcast mm-hmm. fucking what if like in the second one second pattinson movie he is trying to let people into his life mm-hmm. so um, instead of being mr fun guy he asks he asks um selena to come with him to uh, pay respects to his parents and their Crime burial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crime Alley or wherever they're buried, maybe it's family plot, wherever it is in this movie. 
And, you know, we get the image of Bruce and Selena holding fucking flowers. And then she says a line like, this place means a lot to you or whatever. And then flash, you know, he, you know, you see the fucking gunshots or whatever. And he's like, you know, yeah, I love them or whatever, you know, some line like that. It would play out something like this. And then, um, it would have all, it would have the Waynes dying, but it's about Bruce trying to let her in mm-hmm. and being vulnerable. Like there's just so many ways you could do it now that I'm, I'm thinking about more and more, you know what no, I mean? I think, I think that's a fantastic point because it, it's like, if all we do is just see an opening scene of the Waynes getting killed, it's not really telling us information we haven't already yeah. gathered over yeah. the years in cinematic history. But if the point of the scene is them bonding or him finally letting somebody in, yeah, that's different. That's a, that's a different type of way to do it. Completely different. It plays completely differently. So, um, and then look again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back around. Just let me, let me think, let me think. Like, I remember, uh, we were talking about, I remember when Gog just kind of shows up in that Goddard run, Drew Goddard, uh, yeah, that, that the, almost made a movie. About Sinister Six. Yeah. 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 I was thinking like, if it's a monster that just shows up out of nowhere, it's kind of like, People okay. might not. It's not the yeah. best thing in the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. but if that monster is kind of summoned by an existing villain and it's essentially the the punch, if that you know metaphorically, if that mm-hmm. if that's like essentially the punch of the main villain, yeah, then you know that's a different that plays differently, right? Mm-hmm. If that main villain, I forget who it was at this point, but like is just kind of summons it or somehow somehow really directly connected to the main villain right. more. I mean, uh, it is implied that, that Doc Ock may be, may have been the one to like summon it. You know what I mean? Especially if Doc Ock was supposed to be in the Sinister Six movie, supposed to be kind of like the guy who seems like there's hope for redemption, but he ends up becoming worse. Gog is a play that Doc Ock makes. Yes. So it's not just like a total random monster. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's if they play it like, if they would have played it like that, that would have been, yeah. the right way to do it probably so just like how Doomsday one of the right kind of ways the play that that lex makes in bvs even though i know obviously that's a lot more controversial of a movie yeah at least <laughs> that one six, element was right though that element made sense for that specific story yeah yeah for that 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 one specific part of it yeah so yeah. um yeah anyway yeah homecoming let's get back to it sorry yeah. but it's fun conversation no, though yeah, no, because it's it's my big problem with this one. It's just like, I'm not as emotionally invested in it. Like, if, yeah. say what you will about Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's a fucking mess, of course, with, with the story. But the, yeah. core, the emotional core of that story is a tragic love story between Peter and Gwen. Like, yes. You feel that due to the just the level of the performances, uh, the chemistry that's between them, as well as the fact you know that they were together in real life at the same time. Yes, that, yes, like, yes. It adds uh, an emotional weight to that, and that's not in this at all. It felt in, in Homecoming. Uh, yeah, a lot they wanted to lose like, oh, the heaviness. Be, yeah, like why can't I be part of the Avengers? I'm just like that. I mean, I liked that element before going in. I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I, I like the idea of him being mentored by Tony Stark, and he has to deal with his own thing, and he's hoping to become part of the Avengers. But I didn't expect so much to be just about that. You know, I'm like, <laughs> like this is the emotional core of it. I'm like, what about? Um, <laughs> You know, could, we're going to go deeper on this friendship that he has with Ned or his crush on this other girl? No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. like you said, it's very light. So I, I get what you mean by, by saying it was subdued, where I'm just like, well, it's it just feels like they're like, hey, let's just not go super emotional with this one. 
at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man doesn't feel subdued. Yeah, and neither yeah, does uh, Raimi for the most part. Like, yeah, yeah. and this, this is one, just like I, I think that's that's probably why No Way Home worked for us so well was because like once you get to like in the beginning it's all fun and games and nostalgia, but then when they kill off Aunt May, that's when like shit gets heavy. Cracker Jack, yeah, it's yeah. just that we've seen it before a thousand times, but just that like the hero kind of doesn't want to be a hero anymore, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Yeah, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and one part of you would forgive it because it was Aunt May, the last of his, you know, you know, not his parent. Well, it's parental his units, or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. guardian. It's the last of his family, last of his close mm-hmm. family, tied to humanity in some way, right? So like you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you can sympathize, but but then it's like you know, then the rest of the movie is like we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna kick that ass. No, we're gonna save that ass. And then, kind of, <laughs> right. Toby has to remind him of that at the mm-hmm. end. Like, don't go down that fucking road. I just love. I just love it. I just thought it all worked. Right. And Andrew you know? Garfield kind of hits kind of an arc where he yeah. starts off being like, "Hey, I was all dark and and uh, you know, stop pulling my punches." And and he becomes you know he gets the chance to to save the girl and, and actually save her this time. And and he kind of leaves the movie with a sense of hope that like when he goes back to his respective world he's going to go back to friendly neighborhood spider-man as opposed to vengeful spider-man true that is true that was a great moment i felt i it was just interesting because that that arc really has something to do with something not even in this universe but then with (laughs) the multiverse it is it's all connected so it's just like Mm -hmm. you have to kind of wrap your brain around it it almost felt meta though because it was I mean, it was kind of metal, but it, I mean, it, yes, I was moved in the theater when I saw that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Well, let's go through, let's get through the first one. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, do you, not, you, dear listener, you and your friends, you must have crazy conversations like this, like <laughs> meandering, you know? would be interesting to see too because i know that i think a lot of our audience are is really about the raimi movies or even really about the andrew garfield movies based off what i've seen in the comments i haven't seen a lot of people talk about the holland either homecoming or far from home i've seen a lot of some no way home talk in our comments section but not really a lot about homecoming and far from home and i think you know maybe that's just telling maybe it's just not meant for our generation uh as much or it's just yeah. not in it doesn't have the same place in our hearts it it doesn't. I mean, I'm mean, you know a lot of kids probably love the fuck out of these all these movies. Mm-hmm. Spider Man's usually, from what I've seen, man, like it's usually like a lot of kids' first favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, like Spider Man really like kid, like younger kids especially they love him, dude. It's really mm-hmm. like there's something about the character. He's got there's some power to this character for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was also kind of like when sidekicks were first created, it was the idea of like you're the audience surrogate. You know, you're the kid who gets to be with Batman. And then when Stanley creates Spider-Man, it's kind of like, well, why be the kid who gets to be with Batman when you can be Spider-Man? You can be the superhero. You know, the, the full kid face is mask, the superhero. Full face mask, too. It's like everybody can kind of see themselves in him. Yeah, kind of like what mm-hmm. they say in Into the Spider-Verse, right? Like, you know, yeah. Anybody can wear the mask. Yeah, exactly. Like there's something about it. It's yeah. like... It's like the Boba Fett phenomenon, you know, like it's it's like a good design and people just people just key mm-hmm. into it. There's just something about it. Yeah. So these are designs for, I guess, when the suit lights up, uh, when, you know, it gets all techy, when they unlock the uh, 
the training wheels. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh right, um, right, yeah, these are all different variations on that. You know, not my favorite aspect uh, of it. I kind of, again, like I said, I, I get the idea. He, the whole point of it was that he doesn't need all this tech, even though he wanted it. But still, yeah, uh, no, web wings were cool. Fine. Yeah, that's web cool. Web wings were cool. This is the original Ditko, right? Yeah, yeah. So when they incorporated that, I think when I first saw them in the trailer, I'm like, oh, they figured out a way to do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it um, is cool. So that's that's one of my before the Keaton stuff at the end. That is probably one of my other favorite moments. But it's just you know a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, uh, other variations on that. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think they just said like, hey, let's stay as true as we can to the original. Uh, or the original like classic feeling to it, and uh, they pulled it off. Yeah, that's cool. No, no notes. Uh, and then <laughs> this is kind of a little mini comic here of the different uh, mishaps that Peter has, or kind of would have in this guy's version of stuff. So we've got the spider shoot deploying and kind of failing. <laughs> looks like in, on, <laughs> on the second to last row there, uh, Spider-Man getting in a dumpster outside of a dumpster, uh, all sorts of stuff going on. Um, not completely sure what's happening in all these, but it is kind of fun to take a look. But this does kind of capture the tone of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like they have a little more fun with the art, I think, mm-hmm. Yeah. in this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it's not a surprise. This is the MCU in phase three, I think, yeah, at this point. So like they got their shit down. They know what works, what doesn't. They know they stay true to the comics, relatively true to the comics. Uh, they at least are trying to with, with the Spider-Man suit design. And uh, it's it's not a surprise to me that when we look through these, we're just like, yeah, this all looks pretty good. Maybe without, with the exception of that one, you know, <clears throat> spider with the diamond legs that look like hands and, I mean, feet and legs. But other than oh, that, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good overall. So, of course... This wouldn't be complete without us going into the concept art for the villains on this, and we'll go over that after the break. All right, everyone, it's October, and once again, it's time for announcements. So, uh, for those who have been following along, Newverse Creative has produced a three-parter of my adaptation of the Batman 89 comic series by Sam Hamm and guests Sam Hamm and Joe Quinones. Uh, It is a streamlined version of the comic story, and because we couldn't have Easter eggs that were visual, since it's an audio drama, uh, I put in some Easter eggs that are in the narration. Now, I believe it might be out by the time that this gets released, but Newverse Creative will, um, you know, they previously announced or they previously released it in three parts. There will be an overall full cut released in one of the entire audio drama, that will be slightly extended as well. So if you actually heard it in all three parts, you can hear the full length version all edited together uh, with uh, a slightly extended ending. Uh, And it will also include some uh, trailers of upcoming audio dramas that I was involved with, including ones that you might have heard previously uh, before in uh, another episode where we edited it in. So you'll be hearing a lot more of those uh, coming soon. So... Uh, that's what I got when it comes to the numerous creative stuff. Stay tuned and uh, subscribe to them as well if you want to hear more of their stuff. Now, it is also time for our charity drive, and uh, this one is for a friend of the podcast. So uh, Billy Grysack is in charge of or uh, in charge of the clubhouse, club uh, room, everything entertainment. And that was something that we shout out to every now and then in the, uh, 
in past episodes and they sort of helped us like that's it was through that room that i met rob ailing um over there and nice. uh billy uh, unfortunately is um uh he is basically he was a cancer survivor and unfortunately he has cancer again uh so uh, in battling cancer he has set up a gofundme over at gofundme.com slash f slash billy hyphen grisek and uh go over there help support billy uh and uh you know he's a great guy he's a huge fan of superhero stuff and uh just want to do what i can to help him out so please do that please check it out the link is in the description yep and then over to andrew okay everybody so uh Please check out metalforce.ninja, www.metalforce.ninja. Uh, by the time you guys get this episode, the Kickstarter will be over. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and also, we're uh, the Twitter is, you know, Super Metal Force, so you can find us there. And the Instagram is Super Metal Force. No, no, no. Sorry. The Twitter is Metal Force Movie, and the Instagram is Super Metal Force, and the Facebook is Super Metal, Metal Force. So, check us out there. Um, the way you can keep up to date with us as we continue all of our things as far as Metal Force is concerned. And then, uh, and also thank you to everybody that donated. So awesome. Uh, so we will uh, continue to chug along here. And uh, the other thing before uh, I'm done is uh, Gaming Gaiden is coming back for a second season and we've, we're close to finishing the recording. The way we do Gaming Guidance is we, we record the whole thing and then edit and then release, you know, those 10 episodes in 10 weeks. So season two is almost done entirely and we'll start releasing soon, probably November. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. If you guys are into that kind of thing, it's a video game podcast I do. And it's called Gaming Guidance. That's G-A-I-D-E-N. Gaming mm. Guidance. Nice. All right. And that's it for October. Thanks again, guys. Well, you catch more flies with honey. If you like catching flies, that is, you stupid fuck. <laughs> we are back, and we're going to cover the villains, starting with the Shocker? The Shocker, I guess. So, okay. This is the, this is the, uh, the second Shocker featured in the movie. Uh, I didn't. I don't think uh, if Dan found concept art of the previous Shocker, I don't think there, it's in here. But uh, this is on the uh, the second Shocker, who's featured in the movie, and uh, they stay true to uh, at least the idea of the you know the the yellow suit when it comes to his arms, like you see here uh, yeah. on the left. So that's cool, and uh, we kind of have another look at that. I guess this might be the this might actually be have been the first Shocker actually. Um, beforehand with uh, Spider-Man encountering uh, one of the Shockers, at least, in this. It's kind of hard to tell uh, on this, but he's encountering one of the Shockers, and he's got a couple other guys in the background. Uh, the guy next to the Shocker in the middle kind of looks like Patrick Bateman. Yeah, kind of. Uh, doing, uh, doing that expression. That's it mean. might have been. I think that's what they were going the for. The reference, yeah. Yeah. It's like, so uh, kind of cool. But let's talk about the actual villain of this. This is cool. This is cool, yeah. This is the concept art for the Vulture. Pretty much the costume that we got in the movie, but I don't remember this 
pose. Maybe that it was, was at one point. Way too badass, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's too badass for this movie. Yeah, this this <laughs> this artist just was like, I just want to draw something badass. <laughs> it's like, too badass. We need something like this. This is really fucking sweet, actually. Yeah. So uh, we got a lot of concept art for the Vulture. Uh, they wanted to play around with sort of more realistic take on it, so that's why this version of the Vulture has sort of the helmet look as opposed to the sort of bareheaded version that's yeah. common in the comics. So this is these are variations on the helmet, um, kind of what looks like... Because, uh, again, he's, he's scrapping together uh, components from the Shatari invasion, from the Avengers, as right. well as maybe some Stark tech that might have gotten broken off and stuff, but yeah. it's probably mostly Shatari stuff. So I guess it makes sense that... It's, it's okay. It's look like I, this. I don't mind this helmet at all. I mean... Yeah, I think it worked. I'm not this. dying for... You know, I don't know. I mean, if they went traditional, it's cool, but Mm -hmm. this, I don't know what it is. It's just fine with me. I still would have loved that John Malkovich one, though. Yeah, that's true. That would have been been better, maybe. It's weird, because I saw some idiots on Facebook commenting on the Spider-Man 4 (laughs) things, being just like, John Malkovich is way too old for the Vulture. And I'm just like, Malkovich is younger than Keaton. Isn't, isn't the vulture supposed to be old? And the vulture is supposed to be old. The fuck are you talking about? He's supposed to be an old ass dude. That's his whole goddamn Spider Man comic. That's his whole gosh dang raison d'etre. <laughs> so, I'm like, you guys are idiots. So, anyway, uh, these are other variations on the vulture without the wings, where he kind of just looks generic, honestly, without it. Uh, but I, I guess yeah. they're just trying to go with what he would look like. With the wings attached, just not in this picture. It is generic. Not the best. Don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Don't love whatever. it. Whatever. Don't love it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so here's a variation that is a little bit more true to the idea in the comics, <laughs> where he doesn't have the helmet, and he's got more of the green, uh, at least yeah. the long green coat. Um, doesn't doesn't look like it's Keaton in, in this version of it, but looks a little bit more traditional. He has goggles instead of a helmet. Uh, and they, he's, he's got, got a like bald a ass head collar. Yeah. He's got the bald ass head. So uh, kind of cool to take a look. And he's got, he's got like Talon type boots. As well. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. This is fine. Yeah. I think so too. It would have been some drag on the fucking uh, trench coat, but uh, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why they got away with it. Like yeah. they did away with it. That's why yeah. they went with a shorter coat. Mm-hmm. And these, uh, another variation on this coat's not as cool in this, um, <laughs> and he's got like this cannon guns. gun things. This is just so like if Snyder got a hold of it or something, <laughs> you know? Like it's like that meme of like Zack Snyder's blankets. Usually somebody with like a huge ass gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a little a little much, but yeah. I feel like I do feel like it could be worse. Yeah. I think yeah. so, too. So if this is the worst that they got, then still pretty good, Yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, here we go. This is closer to what we got in the movie, but it's also got these huge-ass things that I don't remember, like Talon things that are part of the wings. I don't remember these. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look cool. It might have been fine for to see, it, see them in action, kind of grabbing at Spidey. Yeah, if it happens in, like, one moment where they come out for, like, a couple seconds and then Spider-Man, like, breaks them off with, with the webbing and that's it. Yeah, but design-wise, they do not look cool. It looks like a bunch of drag. Yeah, that's a lot. You got a flying dude. It's just, like, yeah. I mean, this is better. This it's is got better. that drone kind of 
um yeah, it's got the drone propellers on the sides yeah um yeah it's cool yeah uh this is spider-man versus vulture this is this is an interesting concept art that we got here we've got bald-headed <laughs> keaton uh so a little bit more traditional uh on the side he also kind of looks like malkovich uh funny enough uh, i honestly don't think they had cast him with this art because i, I none of this artist looked like keaton actually yeah it looks more like malkovich than keaton now that I look closer to it, probably because they, just... they knew, right? They, they didn't necessarily have it in mind to cast Malkovich in this one, but they might have known at the time that, like, hey, like, he was a possibility years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is because, I mean, yeah, none of these guys look like Keaton. It might have been mm-hmm. a little bit kind of after the concept design phase. Yeah. I love the expression from Spidey, like, oh, no. Yeah, I was going to point that out, too. <laughs> He's all sad looking. <laughs> <laughs> all the art. I mean, yes, you can tell from the vibe of the mo- of the two mo- two fra- uh, franchises, but mm-hmm. um, like this, art, all the art pretty much is like, well, a lot of the art anyway is very uh, mm-hmm. like a lot more whimsical, a lot more with like a lot more humor in it than the last one. Yeah, I think you're right as well about the vulture casting because I remember at the time they said Keaton's cast as the vulture, and people were like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then it said Keaton drops out of Homecoming. Oh, like, oh that's yeah, that's not so op- awesome. And then he came back. And he became part of it. Renegotiated his contract. That's what happened. Renegotiated that. And then I think in the meantime, because I read about this recently, uh, they went to John Leguizamo, uh, <laughs> I think, in between, which would have been a completely different take uh, mm-hmm. on that. I, th- I think he's great. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think that this version of Vulture was the only thing that he could do. He could probably come back as some other Spider-Man villain if need be. But uh I'm like that's a different, that's a completely different take on on, on the character, and uh, I think Leguizamo may have been in between that time where Keaton dropped out, but then came back. Kind of so. sucks for him. He was motherfucking excellent as the clown, yes, and the, the violator. Yeah, yeah. God, he was he was kind of stole the show, dude. In a lot of ways, underrated too, probably because of the reputation of the movie. Like people overlooked like how good some of these performances are in these movies that you know people kind of. I mean, I'm not as familiar with Spawn comics, so I remember seeing the movie and thinking it was fine. I yeah. think a lot of people have shat on it over the years, but I don't know enough about the character. Uh, it was okay. I don't know everything about him either, but like, yeah. I did see a you know, you know, several episodes of the HBO cartoon, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was it was okay. It could have been better. The suits were pretty good, though. I think in Spawn, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they good. The the costumes were good. And yeah, standout was obviously Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Dude. Yeah, like wow. Yeah, that whole scene where he's like, I forget exactly what he says. It's been years, but he says like, I'm not the exterminator. I'm not the blah blah blah. I'm the I'm violator. violator. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> woo. That's what I'm talking yeah, he's, about. He's great in that. If they can bring yeah. him back into another comic book role where he can like basically chew up the scenery like that that'd be yeah god bring him back for something i don't know what yeah Yeah. james gunn get him on the phone (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome uh spider-man versus vulture in this and uh i think this might be this might also be from their first confrontation because remember he faces off against him in the regular suit first before facing off with him in the prototype suit later on in the movie this is pretty cool art yeah yeah, I like it. It's yeah, cool. I like the look of it. Yeah. Uh, other variations on the helmets that look ridiculous when you look in the middle ones. 
uh, the oh man, on the, the, left. <laughs> the eyes on the bottom would like, draw my attention so much. I didn't even see the middle for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, the middle the ones. Cool on the, bottom, the middle yeah. ones suck ass, especially the left <laughs> left two. The yeah. well, yeah, middle. I mean, look, they don't look like Vulture anyway. But like the mm-hmm. three, four, and five in the middle are fine if they're not Vulture. Uh, I do kind of like the eye, like that kind of blank expression birds have. Yeah. That like I cool. think I think that is kind of cool actually, mm-hmm. um, so don't hate that. Yeah, no, that that part works at least. Yeah. Uh, other variations on the helmet. Don't know what's going on with the top right. Kind of looks like a. I don't know. It's like maybe Mick G to video. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like the top left and bottom right work better than the other two. I think. Uh. Yeah, I mean the top, top right is, I don't know, maybe see another angle. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah it's it, it doesn't give much away. I feel like, yeah. other than maybe overall vibe, but like design wise, I don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I need. To, I would need to see more. Looks like yeah, the bottom left looks like Top Gun gone wrong. Yeah, they wanted the whole aviation thing. He's got that like the fighter helmet, you know, like because he's flying. I, I mean, yes, but. I mean, it's, it's not like the guy's a former fighter pilot. He's he's get. I'm playing devil's advocate here. He's getting he's in flying. the vibe. He's flying. He's getting in the the zone. The the danger zone. You're dude. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a vulture. Vulture's wings forming into a cocoon uh, on the the Quinjet when he's doing that final heist. Uh, so looking over the notes that uh, Dan has here, the suit needs to be able to attach itself to an airplane to form an airtight pressure cocoon. It was just a process of taking the Vulture model and finding a way to wrap the wings. The African black egret is able to wrap its wings around itself and create a shadow to see through the water. The bird cool. helped give us a structure of how to create that kind of shape. That's from concept artist Pat Saunders. Very cool. Yeah. So cool idea. Um, because when I first saw this, I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> but it made sense once I saw the note. If it was like a healing thing too, like he he's able to heal himself in this mode. Like oh yeah, if, if some of the tech yeah. sort of fixes itself too. Yeah, like that. That would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, yeah. We got Spider-Man having lunch. I honestly uh, love these kind of shots. Yeah. Like like the 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 heroes chilling. Uh, mm-hmm. for I just like I I don't know like there's that one art of um in the comics where Batman and Robin are in the Batmobile and Batman's having a coffee and Robin's like mm-hmm. slurping on, on a Slurpee or something. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's just like, this is, this is cool, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's the, the everyday life. sort of thing. are like, you know, yeah. heroes still got to eat too. Definitely dude. I think, yeah, I think it's, it's cool. I like it. Just having a sandwich, was- man kind of a nice little sequence right where he's around the neighborhood and doing like little things it really conveys friendly neighborhood spider-man in a way that might not have been conveyed as much in the uh in the other films but um you know it's it also kind of showed how he's just starting out in terms of the reception that people had of him so i do kind of like that little sequence yeah yeah for sure uh, this is cool so i remember i think i saw this before the movie or something but obviously for those recognizing this image, this is a recreation of the very first Spider-Man cover. Nice. Uh, but this yeah, time that's cool. he's holding up the uh, the the criminal who had the Iron Man mask on him. You guys aren't the Avengers. 
so those guys uh, yeah those guys so this is cool i i really like this one um i don't think i don't remember i don't think this was on like a newspaper article or something but it would have been cool if they actually had the shot in the movie like actually put because like we've done the action comics one with superman with the car over his head beforehand yeah like, yeah we've done yeah. that in live action we can't get this or the Detective dark knight comics returns one from, from snyder yeah dark knight returns from snyder we got that but for spider-man yeah. i'm just like come on guys after after eight live action movies we can't get this image yeah, I mean, it would. You think it'd be easy, especially with like the beginning, like henchmen dudes, like not mm-hmm. a major. It's too fanciful for it to be in a in a very uh, serious scene, probably. Right, but it so, could totally work for an MCU one. In a beginning, in a beginning sequence, like yeah, that, I don't know why they didn't do it for that sequence, really. Yeah, it's in the concept art. It would have fit. It'd be you know, imagine if this was the poster too. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so this, I looked at this first and I was just like, Zemo? <laughs> Civil War? But like, I think it's supposed to be Vulture, uh, before he dons the, the, uh, the wings. Okay. Because he's got kind of the furry collar, but, uh, that's just my guess. Uh, this is Spider-Man. This was something else that I thought was kind of cool in the movie where he's in a suburban neighborhood, so he can't really web sling. <laughs> like, yeah. In the buildings, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was uh, pretty interesting. And then he just kind of runs away, doesn't he? Yeah, he kind of has to run it, run through for a bit uh, on it. So yeah. that, that was kind of fun to see. It, it did feel like Homecoming was a list from Kevin Feige of different things he wanted. <laughs> and they just tried to, found ways, <laughs> tried to find ways to put it into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Iron Man saving Spider-Man. And so for That's the first cool. time on this podcast, we're going to go over Iron Man concept art. Wow. Uh, so, which is, uh, feels like a long time coming. So this is concept art for Iron Man suit in the movie. Um, you can kind of see how uh, it's going to lead into what we would end up seeing later on in the other movies. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, like a, he's a major component of this version of the character. Uh, we can kind of see the Iron Man three variation uh, over here with the gold, uh, which I was never that huge of a fan of, but I guess it's kind of cool they were playing around with the idea. Oh, Wait, so you want red and that. what? No, I mean, I like red and gold, but I yeah. in the Iron Man 3 suit, it's more gold than red. Oh, yeah, you want it mostly red, yeah. Yeah, I want it more... Like, the, yeah. I think Iron Man 1's suit is just it's fucking perfect. That Mark Three suit is, is, is yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of just kept fucking around with it for the rest of his tenure. But they knocked <laughs> it out of the park with that first one. Yeah, they really did. Hot Rod Red, or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Spider-Man talking to Iron Man, or at least the Iron Man drone, because Tony's not actually there in this scene where he saves him. Oh, my uh, God. So. Uh, and then Spider-Man on a motorcycle that I don't remember in the movie. Um, it might have been when he, because I remember he tries, he hijacks Flash's car, but You're I don't saving remember saving it for the, the uh, Japanese Spider-Man revival, so it's cool. <laughs> yes, yes. For Takuya exactly. being the motocross guy. <laughs> Check that out. Uh, definitely already <laughs> among our uh, our episodes. Um, <clears throat> so this is cool. This is a variation on Ned finding out about Peter's secret when he comes back home. Uh, and it looks like in this version of things, he takes the mask off only to see in his reflection that Ned is in the background. Spidey sense wasn't working on that one. I guess because it's not technically a danger, <laughs> right? Like it's not, uh, it's yeah, not really a threat so. to him. Yeah, right? I guess so. Yeah. So it That's works. That's true. What's also interesting in this concept art is that Ned is 
this is also this is definitely after Tom Holland's casting because obviously this is pre uh, I mean post Civil War, but this is before uh, Jacob Battalion. I think Battalion. Sorry, I I, I, no. I don't know the pronunciation on, on his name, but the actor who plays Ned uh, in the movies. This mm. is I think before his casting, especially when you get to this image where that's <laughs> clearly not him uh, as Ned. Uh, <laughs> that's true. On the that's right. That's true. Yeah, they hadn't um, cast Ned yet, man. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they cast a uh, sort of, uh, I guess, a Filipino heavyset uh, sidekick to Peter has apparently <clears throat> people have brought up the basically the comparison that he's closer to the character of Gonka or Gonke in uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man comics, where his friend uh, is a little closer to sort of Ned's you know character type in the movie. So could uh, be because this was never like. Not that I've read a shitload of Spider-Man, but it's not he doesn't, the, he doesn't normally Mark have this fucking kind of character, doesn't he? Not really. No, I mean he is friends with uh, Ned Leeds in the comics, but Ned's never like, oh, I'm the tech support for Peter Parker, and I know he's Spider-Man. Like it was never like that. It's kind of more of a solo act. They've wanted him to just have someone to talk to that's not the love interest, I guess. You know? Yeah. And, and I, uh, yeah. And I guess they didn't. Um, they didn't want to feel like it's a repeat of Harry Osborn. Because there's like, we had Harry yeah. Osborn and Raimi. Yeah. We had Harry Osborn yeah. in the last Andrew Garfield thing. We need it not to be Andrew. Uh, we need it not to be Norman Osborn. I mean, uh, Harry Osborn. That kid's so likable, though. Like, I just kind of let it go. Um, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. still different from the norm, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and again, I think they just wanted to say, like, hey, this is different. It's not going to be a repeat of what you had seen before. So this kind of uh, like that fit that vision. And Ned is still in the comics, even if he doesn't, uh, even if he's not this specific version. And they're going to make him uh sorcerer Supreme next or something. There was some Dr. Strange <laughs> thing with him, right? Uh, I know that people wanted a, uh, I think it was, I forgot what it was called. Yeah. The sort they, they wanted a show called sorcerer's apprentice where it's Wong. <laughs> Yeah, uh, teaching uh, Ned, and I'm like, you know what? I would watch that over Loki, Secret yeah. Invasion, yeah, yeah, uh, like Agatha, like any of these fucking shows that they're trying to do. I'm just like, no, give us the Sorcerer's Apprentice Bro. with Wong and Ned. The only thing is, look, if I put my producer cap on and and take off my fan cap, which I shouldn't do, but like, I feel like maybe the Agatha thing is like they, it's like it's like Marvel meets Hocus Pocus. We know Hocus Pocus sells. And but it's it's just like put the fan cap back on. It's like, do we give a fuck about Agatha that much? She really? hasn't been on screen since twenty twenty one. Like it's she was like, fine for that one season of one one division. One thing it. for the one thing. Do we, it's yeah. like, dude, I don't know what they're thinking. Not man. every like, character needs a spinoff. Not every we not say every it, character we needs a fucking show, dude. Like we <laughs> as we demand a Ned spinoff. <laughs> Get, well, but we're we're not demanding it out like. Just out of nowhere, we're you're saying it would be you'd, you'd like it more than an Agatha show. I'd like it way more than ninety percent of the Disney Plus Marvel stuff that they've got. Uh. Really, <laughs> like yeah, because I mean that, that dynamic. That kid's funny, and Wong is funny, mm-hmm. and to see like the magical side outside of um, what Doctor Strange is doing is cool too. You could expand on that. Yeah. Um, the and, only issue yeah. producer-wise could be the fact that Ned is technically Sony, so they would have to do a, a Sony partnership or something. Um, 
but I don't know. Because, like, right. I, I don't know necessarily how that works, though, because you can still have Tom Holland in Civil War and Avengers Infinity War and Endgame without it being a Sony thing. So couldn't you have net? Like, well, let them figure out. Let's let the lawyers figure that out. But, yeah, yeah I would see that way over. And then, like, if we're, if we're evoking the Wong and She-Hulk, you know, at one point Madison shows up. Like, you can have all sorts of type of shit. <laughs> you know? Fucking so. Madison, dude. <laughs> That but it's already was... it's already part of that universe, you know. We'll just expand on the comedy. That'd be way funnier than any of the stuff they've got. There were good things about She-Hulk, but it was kind of a disaster, and was, not yeah. and not in the ways that all the other like bros hated either. I feel like, but we'll that's a whole that's a tangent. I don't even want to go down, dude. Yeah. Can you believe it? Can you believe I'm we'll, saying we'll that? Just say yeah. We'll just say that it's it's because of the fact that she was a lawyer and a superhero, and she barely got to be either. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's it. We, we would have loved it if the, she was able to do both. And she's I, only able to do both in like two episodes. I liked the ending and meeting Feige or the version of it. I there, Some people didn't like that. I thought that was like mm-hmm. bold, different, unsuspected. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Good. We got no problem. Some of the other things in that fucking show, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> rescuing the people in the boat. Um, I approve this message. This, is interesting right because this is not really what happens in the movie in the movie the you know iron man and and his drones kind of bring the ship back together and stuff and here the ship is fucking sinking uh you've got iron man on you got people in the water and then i'm trying to figure out what's going on here because if you go on the right if you look to the right there's a Mm -hmm. figure in a cape holding up a car it's a sentry dude (laughs) <laughs> no, I, don't I was know, thinking man. it's vision oh yeah probably vision <laughs> it might be vision at this point uh which would be interesting because i wouldn't have pictured vision being part of this too you've already got uh you've already got iron man why do you need more of the avengers uh in this thing but yeah uh you know i don't know it's cool image though i guess the script was rewritten here or something mm-hmm. or they just threw it in just to be like ah, oh, like there's a possibility it might have more avengers characters and stuff because uh, that could be that might also be war machine you know that might be Iron Man, and then that uh, the guy lifting it up. That could be War Machine because it looks like he's got the the shoulder cannon thing. They never so, did enough with War Machine, dude. I like him. Well, they might be right with the whole um, what's it called, Armor Wars, or something. Oh yeah, I yeah I would look. That's another thing. <laughs> Take away a woman's job, but I would like a War Machine <laughs> thing more than Agatha. <laughs> I like most things more than Agatha, dude. Or just, you can weave Agatha into the Sorcerer's Apprentice thing. At least that would make a little more sense, bro. Yeah, she's a villain. She's a villain. the villain of that. And then Wong's got to fight her ass? Yeah, that sounds great. Wong's got to fight her with Ned's help. And he's got to teach Ned how to do that while Doctor Strange is off, you know, trying to save the multiverse. I mean, call the show. God, this is going to be the fucking sixth pitch here in a second, like, (laughs) in our series. (laughs) But it's like, Sorcerer Ned coming. Disney Plus, you know, like that's a fun, fun title. I don't know, Ned colon Sorcerer Supreme or something. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like I mean, anything but Agatha, bro. It's, it's <laughs> like, like a two-second teaser, Agatha. and all it is is the cloak, like carrying Ned as he's like screaming. <laughs> yeah, like, coming soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, how many of these Disney Plus shows am I going to be skipping, dude? Like I'm skipping all of them at this point. I feel like. Yeah. It shouldn't be happening to us, but it is. I know. 
So this is another image of Spider-Man talking to Iron Man. This time Tony is in the suit. And uh, I thought this was cool because you've got the ship in the background, which is kind of like it in the movie, but not with this composition, not with it like directly behind uh, Iron Man. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, this next one, this from Ryan Minerding, I believe this concept art was out even, it might have been either around the time of Keaton's casting or around the time they announced that it was Vulture. Because I remember seeing this before, way before the movie came out. I think this is when it was the early stages of it. And I think they were just using this concept art to be like, this is what the movie is. It's Spider-Man versus the Vulture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is, I mean, nothing wrong with this one at all. Yeah. This is good. Uh, and then another one of Spider-Man versus Vulture. This time it looks like Adrian Toomes is tied up while the wings are flying to his rescue. Uh, mm. So this is like before all the rubble collapses on Spider-Man, which is what happens in this next image. Uh, which again, this feels like, I think I read that it was definitely Feige's idea to recreate the whole, um, sequence, famous sequence from, from Spider-Man comics where he has to lift all the rubble and stuff yeah, because of all yeah. the people depending on him. Yeah. I, um, I remember that one. I remember somebody did a, I mean, I know that sometimes people don't like, uh, crossing over different variations of stuff, but I like it. Uh, but somebody did a read edit of this where it's, uh, Peter having to, to lift the rubble. And in the movie, he hears Tony Stark say, like, if you're nothing about the suit, you shouldn't have it. Someone else edited it where it's Uncle Ben saying with great power is great responsibility <laughs> from the Raimi one. And then the Elfman thing k- kicks in as that's he cool. lifts it up. I'm just like, all right, that's that's awesome. That's legit. Wouldn't really fit this version because uh, then you'd be like, wait a minute, which version is this? Uh, but I like it as like a random YouTube video. My favorite random YouTube video was the one where they had, um, what's his name, uh, Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor, and Luth mm-hmm. Cranston literally, because he must have gotten this audio from somewhere. The fan editor, like he said, like maybe you flew too close to the sun, and it's just a shot of him looking like Breaking Bad, looking like Mastermind, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, like kind of shot, and he just kind of like looks. He's looking, starts from looking down, looks up as he says that line. Mm-hmm. I remember that to this day, dude. Like, yeah. oh, God. It's great. Please idea. use that for like whatever your reference is for the next Lex, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's from Breaking Bad. I forgot. Because they might it might have been in the scene where he's like talking to somebody about Icarus. You know? It must have been something like that. But yeah, that audio was so good with that, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh we've got Spider Man versus Vulture in the big finale with him in the in, you know, the old prototype suit up against Vulture after the plane crashes. So I thought that was a cool image. The wings are all going haywire. Yeah, that's um, cool. And then our final image I thought was kind of cool is this shot of unmasked Peter. That's cool. Uh, feels a little Raimi-esque too in terms of how this looks. Um, but I like it. I like this image. Yeah, that's cool. It looks, um, uh, what can I say? Like Very um, Spider-Man. Yeah, like it looks real. I don't know oh, what yeah, it is. Like, it's a, yeah. it's a, emotional in some way mm-hmm. evocative yeah so that's what we got for the spider-man homecoming concept art i did like looking through these even if i'm not the biggest fan of this this specific movie but uh i mean it did lead to some good discussions i think yeah 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 we're the only people on the on the internet that, that don't absolutely love it well we'll see what the comments say <laughs> that's either true. they agree or they'll rake us over the coals but so far yeah. i think we've been done we have yeah. a lot of like-minded listeners. We give it a fair shake. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I do think Keaton's awesome. The scene in the car is awesome. The lifting the rubble's great. Yes, um, yes, yes. Oh, like all those aspects. So there's still some good to this movie. I just wish that it was more emotional. I wish that the stakes, I felt the stakes more. I wish that I was more, uh, that I found this version of Peter a lot more. I hate to say he's sympathetic because it sounds like I don't give a shit about this version, but like he is sympathetic, just not nearly as sympathetic as the other versions to me, at least when I it think comes so. to this first one. I think so. Yeah. The, yeah. It's also maybe a part of like being a part of the universe. They just couldn't. This is the thing, man. Like you can't, unless you're going to fuck the whole timeline up. Yeah. Which they should actually, you know, I mean, every movie should have like really high stakes, but they, they, they stretch out the stakes across the mm-hmm. universe. Like, a, like too little br- butter over too much bread, <laughs> you know, right. but it, it is, it does kind of feel like that at times, man. I do think if they need a, what if, like, in the in the upcoming um, MCU from now on, like, every movie is like, holy fuck, holy shit, so. like, every t- yeah. everything is like, damn, they're doing that, damn, they're doing this. It, like, it could use it. This kind of reaction, like, mm-hmm. just no more, no more filler movies, dude. Like, maybe one out every five years. Just... Mm-hmm. Get your or filler if it's out. One, make it really memorable. Make it really fun. Yeah. Where are just like, this has nothing to do with everything else, but this is the funniest thing of the year. Exactly, dude. Ant Man four or five or whatever. <laughs> like you know, um Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I it would be cool. Like people are probably thinking at this point, like they can't have crazy stakes every movie and change the whole universe with every movie. But yeah, you can. Come on. Well, yeah, but you can also just have just have good emotional stakes. You know, like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't need the multiverse at stake in every single movie, but I would like to at least feel, you know, the losses whenever the hero encounters the losses. I'd like to feel the victories a little more when they encounter the victories. I don't want to feel like I'm just, all right, I'm just sitting through another Marvel movie. Yeah. I, I want to actually feel something when I'm when I'm watching these, and I think that was the problem that I had with this one over all the others, over all the other, uh, the previous ones. We've just gotten spoiled, dude. At this point, you know. I mean, after like thirty movies, it's just it's just going to happen. But yeah, you know, it's just recently, as we all know, we're beating a dead horse at this point. It's just they just kind of like they're kind of falling flat a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they pick <clears> it up. I think they will. I'm I'm kind of optimistic about it. They've had a lot we'll of a lo- little of a break here too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. let's hope let's hope yep. that served them well. Yep. All right. Well, until then. That is superhero stuff you should know. Coming soon from Newverse Creative. Riddle me this, Fred! What is everything to someone and nothing to everyone else? Your mind! In an uncertain world, In a chaotic time, justice wears a mask. Batman does not kill? What if those slain during his fight with Jack Napier, the Joker? Love is a game. Let's just say I could write a heck of a paper on why a grown man dresses up like a flying rodent. Bats aren't rodents, Dr. Meridian. Power is a machine. Question marks, Mr. Wayne. My work raises so many question marks. Here's one for you. 
Why hasn't anybody put you in your place? And revenge is a trap. The bet must die. <laughs> Courage now. Let's save your bad buff back there. I think a little appreciation is in order. Truth always. Who's the boy wonder, Batman? Experience the original Batman forever. Finally performed in the style of the Burtonverse. I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? Batman 3, based on the screenplay by Lee and Janet Scott Batchelor with Akiva Goldsman. Adapted by Ben Wan from superhero stuff you should know. My parents were murdered in front of me. I was just a kid. I can't remember exactly what happened, but now there's a new element. A red leather book. Coming soon. Big thanks to Dan for gathering the visuals for this YouTube experience. Uh, there was a lot here. Uh, Dan did a lot of screenshots. He did a lot of work. A lot of the stuff I had not seen before this episode. So thank you, Dan. Woo! This. Uh, so we have a few comments here. Kiermit had commented on our Sinister Six with kind of a correction. Drew Goddard was supposed to run Daredevil, but he left to work on Sinister Six and was replaced by Stephen S. DeKnight oh, right. for that first season. So he did not actually run it, but he is credited as, like, quote-unquote, the creator mm -hmm. in terms of developing it for television. Obviously not the creator of the comic book character. He's showrunner. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see the Sinister Six script or pitch in full because, from what I've heard, Goddard keeps all of his development stuff on his iPad and makes people read them on it instead of sending out copies. <laughs> Smart. It's pretty smart, but uh, how far did that script get too, though, right? Like, did it yeah. actually get past treatment? I don't know. Uh, he, I, I feel like he's got stuff. You know, he had to have some notes, but it did look like a lot of the emails that we went over were ones where I'm just like, what if it was this character or that character? Or what if this happens, you know? I don't even know if it got past. I don't think we ever, they ever, they ever even made a first draft. Yeah. That's my gut. Probably not. All right. Next comes from Bobby Billy Bill Bob. <laughs> or Billy Bob. Oh, no, no, Bill Bob. Sorry. Bill Bob. Bobby Billy Bill Bob says, I'd love to see a punk rockish bank robber style villain movie focused on the rogues from The Flash. With cold, heat wave, weather wizard, mirror master, trickster, you could do some cool things with that crew. So, like a snatcher. I'm thinking of like. I mean, they're not punk. I mean, he has a little punk rock. I don't know. Guy like, Ritchie presents. The yeah, guy, a kind of a Guy Ritchie thing maybe uk punk vibe mm -hmm. they're not these characters aren't all yeah. uk or maybe all of them are american i forget but anyway um yeah it'd be cool i'd love to see it that'd be awesome that'd be something we haven't seen before in the superhero yeah. genre they kind of had a chance to do more punk rock shit with new mutants but i don't know if it ever really yeah got that far so let me put this out in the air like uh, if people want to see like punk rock movies, there's, well, I mean, A, you can Google it for sure, but like if you're listening to me right now, um, SLC Punk with Matthew Lillard and a very young Jason Siegel, that's like 
kind of the top. Uh, mm-hmm. Came out in like maybe 2001 or some shit, maybe 99. But it's an incredible movie. Um, a little bit gets a little bit sad near the end, but uh, check that out. And then there's like Repo Man, and um, it's very silly. But the Rock and Roll High School from the Ramones, it's mm-hmm. so silly, but it's so good. And like if ultimate point here is like if if they made like a like a quote unquote punk rock movie based on those but with superheroes it'd be pretty fucking cool actually mm-hmm. um, I think anyway so yeah. Um, yeah thanks for your comment thank you uh, this one comes from CKC5947 on uh, the most heroic Batman episode uh, obviously selected this because he was talking about me uh, so when, <laughs> when Ben first featured on Superhouse as the senior Batman correspondent, we're going way back. This you're is a long-time, a long-time listener. You're either a long-time listener or you went into the backlog recently. But Just binge uh, or, yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. He proclaimed to be the man who knows too much about Batman. Arrogant me immediately thought, huh, yeah, right, let's just see about that. After about 15 minutes, <laughs> Jason Demise had to concede, actually, yeah, fair play, he really is. Thank you, Ben, for imparting <laughs> so many bat facts to us all over the years. You're a credit to knowledge and passion. This channel is a gem. Thank you. So this wow. is a hell of a yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. This is a this is a hell of a comment. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. And we'll get yeah, to other awesome. Batman stuff soon. It's just we're kind of on a Spider Man kick that I want to uh, see through to the end. Spider Man. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, some people were just like, "Why do you only cover Batman?" I'm just like, "Well, it's time for us to cover Spider Man." <laughs> <Let's, laughs> and a lot of it. Yeah. No, so. Yeah. Uh, that's it. So on to the Woo! shoutouts. Man, I'm I'm gonna pivot this to just thanking just the new new people eventually, but uh, mm. well for now, I'm feeling generous. No, but anyway, yeah, I want to thank JPF, Devin S, Carlos R, and Jack G, and the rest of everybody here, of course, on the wall and other supporters as well. And uh, we've told you about our friends here, and we'd like you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends about us. Spider Man. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.